Hey guys, welcome to the fifth American Art Enduro podcast brought to you by SRT Off-Road. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to the fifth episode of the American Art Enduro podcast. Right now, Drew, Blake, and I are driving back from the third round of the American Art Enduro series, which was the Bad Medicine and Fallen Timbers at Wildwood Lake Raceway in Little Hawking, Ohio. It also served as the Ohio State Championship for the AMA and as a TKO qualifier. So uh, you guys have probably heard that um, Wade Young was there and um, in the morning race today, uh, Ben Kelly gave Wade a real run for his money. Absolutely. He finished within, I think, about 40 seconds of Wade Young and kept him honest. For the morning race uh, yeah when they when they came through uh where i was filming in the woods uh they had switched positions a few times during that first lap it was only five miles and they both turned in a, a lap time in under 23 minutes both of them so they were 40 seconds apart uh wade and big kelly so the promoters set this up for the first race to be more of an easy race not easy but not extreme they were thinking that it was probably going to take most people 45 minutes to an hour to, to finish this lap, where obviously Wade Young just freaking destroyed it, along with Ben Kelly, Liam Draper, Nick Farringer, yep. Quinn Wenzel, Quinn, Quinn Wenzel, and a Mike host, McGinnis. Yeah, a host of other guys. Uh, I think I rode on TKO. Mike McGinnis was on my road one year. Anyways, Possibly. so it was a pretty good crowd, about 100 people. Uh, give or take a few. Weather was hot. It was. Oh. It, it was just. I mean, it was the weather you could or the air you could wear. Super humid. It felt like it was 100% humidity all weekend. Um, luckily, is a you know one day race. Yesterday getting set up. I think it was hotter yesterday, so we, we caught a break with a little bit of overcast stuff today. So that kind of. It was a very big challenge for not only riding but for filming, right, Blake? Yeah, I mean it's it's virtually impossible with a 20-minute lap time and five miles to see anything but one section. Um, I had a hard time trying to figure out where I was going to end up, you know, trying to shoot the one section that I wanted to, and then try to catch anybody else. Uh, but I, I did get, you know, a few guys going down the hill, and you know, obviously we got some GoPro footage uh, from several of. Well, you guys ran them, and then Wade ran a GoPro all day. So, and Jarrett uh, Moan's got a GoPro that we've already uh, copied the footage over. So we'll sort through all that and try to, you know, have a couple different views of that five miles. But yeah, there's hardly any footage that I got of that main race, except for some good amateur uh, carnage. amateur carnage in the uh, enduro cross section, which was super cool. Well, and so we started the pros were on the front line. I think there was 21 pros going first. Then we had the A line. I think there was like 30 of us. And it was dead engine hair scramble start and it was chaos. It was dusty. We went about half a mile and we hit an enduro cross track right before we went through scoring. And it was quite a bit of chaos. Kind of log jammed everything and uh, lots of fallen timbers. Lots of fallen timbers. Lots of over the bars. And I think that's what Blake was referring to. So yeah, that, that was a great section for spectating because it was right there in the pits. And uh, speaking of the start, Chuck. Oh, Chuck Chuck, ripped. Chuck Lula ripped put the whole a shot. whole shot on all of these XE, what? XC. Two, XE oh, one, pro two guys. pro guys. Pro guys. I mean, Wade Young, everybody. Wade, everybody had to look at the back of Chuck's helmet into what, the first corner. But it what was happened sick. in the first corner? He blew it. <laughs> he went wide and he said 15 dudes cut inside oh, of him. So, no. good job, Chuck. I was We're trying not to get you. run over at that point. I just saw that he made it to the corner. <laughs> if there would have been a chalk line, Chuck would have got the check. He whole got shot. the whole shot. <laughs> right on. All right, so that was the first race. So, the main event happened around 1 o'clock today. Yep. And um, the, the main event was a little bit different. Um, we ran the hard side of the, of the course first. Uh, in the morning, we'd only ridden the easy side of the course. Easy, I say that with air quotes. But anyways, hard side first, go through scoring, then we rode the easy side, then back to the hard side, and then 
finished. So it was kind of three half laps, yep. and it really stepped it up with the difficulty level this year. So once again, uh, you know, I, I think Wade pretty much pulled away early because they had some within a mile. There was a you know a Carl's dinner diner type. It was Brett's dinner. Garden. It, it was Brett. Brett. Brett's dinner. Brett's dinner. And uh, you know. When I got there, I started on the second row. So they, they started the, first, yep. the top 20 on the first row. Two-minute so delay. started the yeah, race out of the field. From, from the morning race, they started the top 20 on the first row. I was on the second row. So I, I didn't get a good start on the, the main event. I probably went to the woods about seventh. So we, you know, we, we caught up to a bottleneck pretty quick, made a few good moves. I felt like I was moving up maybe – I felt like I was probably close to the top 10. And then I caught Drew in that rock garden, the Brent's dinner, and basically the rest of the field minus just a couple that had gotten out of the rock garden. Well, so what we talked about, we walked this section, and it was, we thought it was the end of the lap. It was the beginning of the lap. And the one thing we said was, don't go low. Stay high. So we get there, and it is just log jammed. For some reason, I decided to go low. I was stuck horribly. Will catches up to me, makes the also bad decision to come <laughs> come low with me. But we helped each other, and we I got out of there probably six to eight, and uh, I helped Will up, and then helped Jared and Stephen Edmondson also helped me as well, and we kind of got out of there. And from what I hear, it was quite a bit of a cluster. Some guys waited up to. I think an hour, hour 15, like uh, Chad Evans and uh, Devin Ferguson. Yeah, they, they didn't get out of there before Wade made it through for his second lap. And, you know, I, I was there waiting on the pack, so I got to film that section very well. Um, and it was a struggle. I think a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys got zapped pretty quick right there because of the lines that they had to take to kind of get out of the bottleneck like there was one good line and and so anybody who was trying to make any passes there like both will and drew decided to kind of help each other and and get through that section around a bunch of other riders and it cost you guys some energy didn't it oh it yeah it zapped me i mean I, i was pretty smoked and then before i got out of the section my chain you know it was my fault. I was I was trying to get through there too fast, and my sprocket got up against a rock, popped my chain off, and my bike was like lodged straight up and down, so I could not get it to lay over to the right side, so I could throw my chain back on there. Luckily, my chain didn't get you know wrapped all up in my engine case, so I was finally able to. I had to basically pick the motorcycle up to lay it down, which is incredibly frustrating. Then I couldn't find neutral. It was just a total mess. I, I felt like I spent 20 minutes there. It probably wasn't that long. Jarrett Moan was was helping me at this point. I helped him out of there. And, and so when we finally got out of there, there was a check immediately. And, and we both just sat there for a minute, uh, dumping water and trying to recover. And then from there, it really didn't get any easier. No. It was – I was smoked, like Will said. We blew – way too much energy trying to get through this rock garden. We both took bad lines because I didn't want to wait. I thought we might be able to get around it. And there was some TKO-like slick rocks, mossy rocks, and then it came to a three-foot-high tree across the trail, off camber. So I roll up there and Chuck Galula's right behind me. Max Gersten was there with his helmet off, and he said, man, I'm done. This heat's getting me. Will you help me? I said, let me try it once. I did not even get close to getting over it. <laughs> I got out of the way. Chuck tried it. Didn't make it, but then Chuck just puts his front tire up, lifts the bike up, and throws it over. And I think that inspired Max to do the same thing. And then those off they went, and I thought, well, I guess it's my turn to do the same thing. So from there, off we went. And, uh, and, and this, this log was nipple high. Oh, yeah. And it, it had a, it was a nipple high log. It was probably, I don't know, 36 inches around. And 20 degrees off camber. 20 degrees off camber. And it was raining. Oh. And it was elevated off the ground. So 
There was no kicker rock. There was there were only slick roots to throw you sideways. Brutal. So yeah, when I when I left that rock garden, I you know went back up to the cave section right after that log um, to kind of run into Drew, and I guess you had just you were just now you know coming across that thing behind Max and Chuck were yeah. were just right ahead of you. You, you caught then, me in the cave section. Yep, and, and that was where that check was, and then I I decided to go out the creek a little bit and that's where I actually caught Will and who were you with? You were with Jared at that point Jared. trying to work over the same log. Chance Baker was there. And Chance Baker and I mean it wasn't maybe another five minutes before Wade came through that section again. You know? Yeah. And what did Wade do when he got to that log? Um, oh, He didn't clean it. I got video oh, of Wade on I that log. That. Everybody's going to want to see that. Uh, his comment when he got over it was "over is over." Uh, he about he about came off, completely off the bike. Had it been a trial section, he would have you know probably got, got a five. five. Uh, but but he's over. he's over, and he still had it both hands on the bars. So I think that small tree Ooh. to the left kind of kept kind of kept his swing arm from sliding down because uh, the same thing happened. Uh, Mike Cook, I watched him. Uh, he's a trials he's guy, a trials and he guy. was. He was standing there balancing just like a trials guy would before he went to hit it, and he did a pretty good job of zapping and smashing the front with his front tire. And as he got on there, his skid plate, he grind like a skateboarder or a BMX <laughs> guy. Down. He grind the whole log all the way down to the same tree Ooh. that Wade caught on himself on. Wade kind of positioned his, his entire approach at that log on that tree and he got his bars around it and just kind of let his swing arm hook up on that thing to begin with because the, the one on the, the front side of the no, tree or the back it, side? it was on the okay. back side the lower side of that tree okay. uh on the left if you're on the trail gotcha. um and so that's what he used to to kind of catch himself there and then you know just pushed it on over and said yeah over's over and then he was out well so everybody <laughs> everybody says wade is not a trials rider when he got there versus mike cook how did he look? Did he balance a little bit? Was no, he, he sitting? Was he, he wasn't. Standing? He wasn't able to like, you know, take enough time to track stand or anything. I think okay. a lot of other people took a little time to think about that maneuver before they did it. Wade, we, I, I've seen videos of Wade practicing trials with other guys. Like okay. I, I've seen some videos of that. He maybe doesn't come from a trials background, but he definitely works on it, and he's definitely got those skills. So, okay. it, I mean, I'm sure that being on Sherco and around all the Sherco guys in France. They're probably put him on a trials bike and ride around every now and then. I, I wouldn't right. be surprised. So, but you know, he wasn't doing all the cool track stand like trick ride stuff, but he definitely used the right technique and to was to, was able to zap a little bit, drop the clutch, and hop that rear up and over. And I think that was a really crucial skill to have to be able to kind of save a little energy on that thing because everybody else had to pretty much just pick your bike up or have somebody else help you pick your bike up because it was over your waist. It was a big big log well and i thought i would just go a little bit high get the front wheel up and skid plate it but it was so undercut my rear wheel just went right under what oh, was it you said under. oh what was it you said we needed a jab zap yeah you, get, you gotta zap like if you don't have like if you double blip your rear wheel staying on the ground the entire time so you're gonna almost That's splatter what, that was you're, you're only gonna yep. splatter it right okay. so like if you drop the clutch as the front wheel hits it and you compress your suspension and bunny hop it your rear wheel is going to come off the ground before it gets to it so that it doesn't get caught on that undercut okay and that's what's going to kind of help you do that but it really didn't matter because it was raining and it's off camber and downhill so you're going to slide like there, there's just not a lot of control on something like that it was, that was a tough, tough oh, it feature was, it was bad it was hard yeah it, as far as any one single feature in all the hard enduro races I've ever done, that might be the hardest five feet. Was was that the fallen timber? That, that must have been the fallen timber. Um, and did we find the bad medicine later? No, I don't know if we did or not. But I will say the only saving grace for this massive tree was it had bark on it. If it didn't have the bark, I would have been in the creek below it. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. Which was where we returned. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know I, if I that think have been because, cutting the course or not. I think but because of I've the angle, because of the angle, and because of the the conditions of that feature, there was no way anybody was sitting there with their rear tire on it very long, oh, revving no. and pulling the bark off. So the bark stayed pretty much the entire time because everybody was having to pick their bike over it. You know. 
So after the log feature, the fallen timber, um, we, we made it around a little like horseshoe cave. And last year, we just kind of rode within the cave in the overhang area, kept the high line, kept the high line and just made our way all the way around this really cool feature. Well, this year they had, I don't know, the middle 10% blocked off to where you couldn't ride around the edge. You had to drop down in this small waterfall ravine-ish area that was also very muddy and slick. Yeah, it, it was it was nasty. So when I got to this spot, um, Jarrett Moan was right in front of me, and there was a rider down in that hole, and it was Ryder LeBlanc. He's a young kid, and, you know, he's an up-and-coming hard enduro kid, and I'd kind of been riding with him all day long. I mean, he's got some good speed, and he's, he's really working on his hard enduro skills, so I was pretty impressed with him. But anyways, he was down in that hole. Jarrett got by him, and then he said to me, he's like, hey, can you get by me? And I was like, I think if you back up six inches, I can't get by you. So, um... He's like, I'm just looking to get back to the pits. You know, he was smoked. So at that point, I told him, I was like, man, if you can finish this lap, you're going to be top 20. So I, I saw the results, and I'm pretty sure he was top 20. Yeah, he was. Let's see. These, these are unofficial up. results. They're still working Very on Very unofficial. He was 17th and showing you, Will, and 16th. So I guess let's fast forward real quick. Give everyone the final results. We got number one, Wade Young. Number two, uh, New Zealander, Liam Draper. Three, Quinn Winslow. Fourth, Ben Kelly. Fifth, Nick Ferringer riding the four-stroke. Six, a guy we haven't heard of much named John Smith from Cleveland, Tennessee. And then seventh, is, Nick Mallinger. Isn't that a big guy? I think, I think he yeah, is. John Smith is an unknown unknown force in is the he, American Heart and Neuro Series. Yeah, he, he could be. Or Sasquatch. We're not really sure what part of the woods he comes from, but definitely is the familiar woods. with the woods. Yeah. Way to go, John Smith. Yeah. John, we're very proud of you. We'll, we'll see if we can find out more about John Smith moving forward. But Nick Mellinger was seventh. We've got some. I think that's going to be shuffled down a little bit. Max was going to be moved up to seventh. The man, Chug DeLula, finished eighth. I, I heard he may have, uh, you know, been losing it from both ends somewhere out on the trail. I, I know he was puking from what I hear. That's what kept me going was trying to catch Chuck, which is sad. He's 52, 53. I thought it was 69. Uh, he's he's 52 going on 18. Oh, dude. Dude is. He's an animal. He's, he's a, a legend. He's truly a beast. So, but, so that's the result. So let's go back, I guess, and talk about a little bit more about the course. What did you think about what Dr. Steve and the guys at the uh, Wildwood Lake Raceway did with the course? I really liked the difficulty, um, how they stepped it up. There were so many good hill climbs, some pretty sketchy descents, a lot of tree crossings. I, I mean, oh. I, I'm, I'm going to have nightmares about the tree crossings. Some really good creaky, like uphills, a lot of rock, um, and then some fun trail in between. I guess the problem was that it just didn't cover a whole lot of ground. Um, a lot of the people just ran Tough Like Roar two weeks before, and in two days of racing at Tough Like Roar, some guys, you know, raced for 80 miles in two days. And 80 miles of hard enduro is going to wear you out. So today, since I got lapped by Wade, I only made the first lap. I, I literally only rode 10 miles today. So that's kind of a bummer, but... At the same time, I feel fresh right now. I feel like I could get race a hard enduro tomorrow morning. Um, I'm sure Drew doesn't feel like that right now. No, somehow Wade did not catch me. I don't know how. And I get back to the pits after struggling, and Will and Blake have loaded up. Everything looks good. And he's like, man, I only made a lap on the hard side. And so I did the hard side, the easy side, and then the hard side again. And it was enjoyable. I feel like I got my... It, what, were there people in the garden or in the in the dinner again when you came back through? Okay. Just, or were they still stacked up in there? Oh, so on my second lap through the hard side, there were some B and C and 35 plus riders in there, and it was still chaos. And Rachel Goodish was nice enough to move over and let me through. And several of the guys that had been there for a while just put their bikes down and pulled me through. And I'm so appreciative because I happened to catch the mythical Chuck Galula there. <laughs> but he was almost to the end, and I was 
I was very thankful those guys helped me because I was done at that point. So this, the second lap on the hard side was better, but I was still surprised at how many guys were still stuck in that Brett's diner. How, how far into that lap was Brett's? Because I rode like a section of it, but I, you know, I kind of cut some stuff as I was kind of going in there. Um, I know that there was a pretty cool little creek, tight creek, oh, yeah. with like a, a few little rock shelves yeah. on the way into that that were pretty slick, I would imagine, because oh. I was slipping on the trials bike just to try to get back there before the race started. It was, like you said, it was probably a mile in. We had some good one-line creeks that weren't that bad, but if there was a bottleneck and you couldn't get a run at it... Where it, that little V-shelf um, was, yeah, like, was I mean, it had one a, at a time in there. Oh, it had a solid three-foot step, and if you didn't get a good run, you weren't making it. So we all waited patiently there, which normally doesn't happen, but there was nowhere else to go. So... But by the time we got to Brett's Diner, it was just total chaos. I mean, maybe a mile in. Yeah, I, I, I saw pretty much everybody that was in the second race kind of pile in to, to that area. And you guys were among the first 15, 20 guys to the front of that diner, I guess. And, and um, that was just absolutely awesome. Hard enduro chaos that we like to film and put up for you guys. But at the same time, it, it also is not... Yeah, it smokes you, and it's also oh, not necessarily something that you want to run into within the first mile, you know? Yeah, and, and that's just the nature of it. Even if we had 10 miles of nice, flowy trail with some hard features in there, you're still going to have a bottleneck because everybody can ride this stuff now. There, there's, yeah. I mean, even the hardest stuff out there, I mean, guys are just blowing up it. Obviously, there's one guy there that stood out today, just like Tough Like Roar, but... I mean, there's there's a lot of pro A and even B riders that are crushing this stuff right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, and one thing that was impressive to me, the guys that laid out the course had several rock step-ups that were anywhere from, what, two to four feet tall? Yeah. And they had it ribboned off, and it really made you commit, get your bike up on top of it. And I was surprised at how many people made it. I mean, and it right. was slick mud leading into it we had some kicker rocks every now and then yeah. but i mean some of that stuff was just gnarly and, and the guys the level they've stepped it up a lot the riders yeah i, I think the, the cool part about that race i think was how even the playing field seemed to be between the guys that were coming from more of the fast background and you got a bunch of guys that were you know pretty pretty avid trials riders or or experienced trials riders that um you know they were they were right there with with them because the, the amount of difficulty that that it took to get around that um that track you know it, it took both you had to be fast and you had to also have some technical skills well and every time there was a lot of good flowy single track a little bit of two track here and there and whenever i got to that stuff i thought this is where i should go and all I wanted to do was cruise, drink some water, like get my breathing under control, try to drop my heart rate. And that first lap, I was just smoked. Woo. And I just, no, it was rough. Well, and, and the, the course, the, the the officials and the course workers did a really good job in providing water today. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know of anybody that he stroked out, but uh, it could have happened. And, and having not just water but having ice cold water to yep. dump on your back and to throw in your face man it, it couldn't nothing feels better when you're really really hot i think they yeah. said go ahead i i saw uh course workers dragging a cooler to the diner yeah oh yeah yeah i saw i saw a that that's the first time i've ever seen somebody like dragging a cooler <laughs> up into the middle of nowhere in the woods and i mean yeah, that was cool that was cool. really nice of them they said they had over a hundred cases of water they had bought, you know, just for this. And I mean, it Did was- Did you see them unstacking it when we went to go check in uh, on Saturday? It was like just a truckload of water. Nice. Yeah, it was, and, and that's, you know, what it takes. And Tough Like Roar set the, the bar pretty high because that's what they've done in the past. And they did a very good job of keeping everyone hydrated. And Dr. Steve made it, he mentioned it numerous times that it is going to be hot. If you stop, 
get off your bike. It's 200 degrees underneath you. Yeah, get, get away, away from, from your bike. it. Take your helmet off. Let yourself get some cool air. So I saw a lot of guys do that. They they oh. kind of took their helmets off, especially oh. around that log and the creeks and stuff like that. <laughs> they, they took their helmets off and they they took a minute there. Well, I, I will say so. I saw Devin Ferguson, who is one of the guys who cuts all our trails, and uh, I saw him at the finish. And I'm like, man, how are you? He goes, dude, I'm overheated. He goes. I laid down in the creek two or three times. He said, I was just that hot. And, you know, this is stuff we have in Tennessee, this heat, this humidity, but race pace is so much different than trail riding. I so, mean, without a doubt. Somebody between you, between when you came through the, the uh, Horseshoe Cave area yep. and between when you, Will, were coming over that, some guy had gone off the left side after they tried to get over the tree. No and I think Chance Baker actually helped this guy. He, he had stopped. So after Chance got over the log, he walked down and helped this guy get the bike up, up and back to the single track. But the funny part about that, that what I was going to talk about, is because that guy had just left his bike for a minute, taken his jersey off, and gone on down to the creek. Like, he just left everything there and just, like, took his helmet off, went on down, took a break for a minute, and then just waited until somebody else was nice enough uh, to help him get his bike back up onto the track before uh, he decided to put it on. And I think he had his he had his jersey tied around his shoulders. I don't even think he put it back on. He just popped his helmet back on and just rode shirtless the rest of that lap. Yeah. I've been so surprised at how many people will come to the starting line with just sleeveless shirts, just a camelback, just a chest protector. Like, that's how people are doing it now, apparently. Mad Max style. Yeah. What'd you say? Mad Max style. Yeah, I, I guess. And, you know, we see Wade Young and some of the other guys might be snipping a few uh, holes in their jersey to get a little more ventilation, but... It was hot out there. I mean, that's bottom line. All right. So if you have made it this far through Ooh. our podcast, and, and thank you for listening. We, You know, we, this is the fifth one we've done. Hopefully we're getting a little bit better at this. Maybe not. Um, maybe not. We have a genuine article Sherco hat. Fresh that, fresh from 2020 from the Sherco demo. Yep. I was nice. They were nice enough to invite us up and, uh, and give us a hat. Yeah, and... We got Wade Young to sign it this morning. So um, what we're going to do, we're going to give it away to whoever, well, we're going to do a random drawing for whoever shares this podcast on Facebook. So I thought we were going to do the first share. Were you doing the first share or a random drawing? Let's do a random drawing. Okay. That way, I mean, there's probably going to be some guys that hear this tonight that are driving back. Let's, Ooh, give, let's give everybody a chance. I like that. Fair enough. So, so, so by the end of tomorrow, okay, if you have shared this podcast, the, the link to this podcast on Facebook. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we will post the link to this podcast. So if you share that link, and uh, you know, we'll be able to see who shared it. Just pick randomly. We'll do a random number generator or something, so we're not picking one of our best friends to sport this sweet Sherco hat. Clyde Williamson. <laughs> yeah, Sherco go 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 Sherco. <laughs> so right, yeah, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna do that as soon as we get that link up. You know, we make sure you share it. Make sure you like it. Drop us a comment. Let us know what else we can do in these kind of podcasts. We. We know the audio is probably not the best thing ever, but we're all together in the Sprinter van, headed back from the race. We're all hyped up. We've got a few more hours to drive uh, to get back to Knoxville, Tennessee, and everything's fresh on our heads, so we, we like recapping it. Okay, and now we need to talk about the most important part of the weekend. Ooh. We are sitting right next oh, in God. the front seat, we go. in the passenger seat, the, the 2019 Ohio State champion in the A class, Drew Kirby. Yeah, we're we're looking at the plate right now. He's holding it. Uh, it looks really good. That is that is probably the nicest state championship number one AMA plate I've ever seen. Uh, what about you, Will? Uh, yeah, I've never actually had my hands on one. Uh, you know, I'm pretty jealous actually. Congratulations, Drew. We're really proud of you. Yeah, man. It, Drew, you finished what for for overall? Did we go over that yet? I, I don't know if we have. I think I was ninth overall. All right, and we're, yeah. we're we're unofficial after ten. I mean, they they were. It was all we could do to find out that uh, John Smith had made about sixth place. And um, he was so he was so angry. He wanted his tire. We don't understand, right? Yeah, he just needed that tire. John Smith needs tires, um, and we don't know what he does with them do you, in the woods. But did you not hear his dog? He's got this dog. Oh, that oh chews yeah, on yeah, the tire. Yeah. That, okay. That's the problem. All I think right. it's yeah. Django. 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 Eats and, the tires. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Ferocious animal. But I, lock your <laughs> lock your other dogs up. <laughs> but I'm that guy. Whoa, too soon. Savage. Too soon. Too well, soon. I love that dog though. That I would take that dog home animal. with me in an instant. So yeah. yeah. Uh, anywho. Anyway. So after after ten, we're still kind of squarely on yep. you know what those results are. We know that we'll have them by the morning, hopefully, yep. and we'll be posting those up along with all the other content that we shot over the weekend. And we got more GoPro footage than we got still camera work uh, because of the layout of the race and the format of the race and it being just one day for me to run around. But um, we got a lot of great GoPro. Uh, Wade shared his GoPro with us. We got Jarrett Moan's GoPro, and of course we got Will and Drews. I've still got to get the, the GoPro footage from Tough Like Roar of Will and Drew's on up. So we got a ton of content and every two weeks we've got a race coming up. So we'll just be throwing stuff mostly up on the YouTube for the raw content. If you guys have the extra time and you just want to leave something playing at the office while you're trying to get some work done or you're still thinking about racing or you're changing tires in the basement, throw that on the laptop and, and uh, relive those moments. So YouTube. we got a ton of that stuff on, on YouTube going to be coming up. So keep an eye out for it. One other, you know, I can't really talk too much about it, but um, Mark Cook from uh, the Rev Limiter in Texas was up there this weekend, and he is working on a huge deal in the hard enduro world. So y'all stay tuned to um, Rev Limiter's sites and, and what Mark's got going on. And of course, once it's official, we'll be talking about it a lot. Um, but it looks like there's, a, there's an event coming up in December. It's probably not gonna be in the series, but, um, you know, I think this is something a lot of people will be interested in down at Rocky Ridge Ranch in Decatur, Texas. All right, Will. So, podcast number five. Yep. You hit me with it last time. I think it's Blake's turn. Blake's turn? Yeah. Well, I, I've got one. I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, All right, so. Because it's, it's one of the things that I need the most on a hard enduro setup, right? So, we've talked about. A All right, number one. Uh, was gummy tire. Gummy was tire. a gummy tire. Yeah, okay. I've got one of those for okay. sure. That that's definitely key. So number two was a fan, a fan, a I fan, think. and we slash and we put the stator, stator in there yep. with it because this kind of goes a pair. And you guys didn't do it on your recap coming back from Tough Like Door. So technically, yeah, we totally missed three. Okay, then you did radiator guards. No, I didn't. Oh, you did hand guards. I did hand guards. Hand guards. Hand but guards. I'm also thinking. So we got the gummy tire, but what goes inside the gummy tire? A bit or a yeah, and see, I to me, I think that more important than the bib or tubeless, I think for some of these things, just conserving energy is an e-start. Oh, I think an electronic yeah. start yeah. It, it is, you know, just as much as important. So, you could pick, everybody can have the moose and, and tubeless debate all they want, you know, that's okay. kind of like a personal preference thing. I think both of them are a great call, but Question an e-start. Is, is e, does e stand for electronic or does yeah. it stand for electric? Um, I don't know. You can't see it. It's electric, so you know it's a, just an e start. Boogie, woogie, woogie, yeah, woogie. Yeah, you're, you just need something that you're not kicking uh, to kind of conserve. It's mu it's all about conservation of energy out so, there. I really think that that's key. Blake, tell us why you want e start so much. Because uh, I have a bike that doesn't have e start. Oh, what what is your current bike? Uh, I have a KTM. Let's tell us. I have a. Well, let's hear. Let's I've hear got a uh, 2012 uh, okay. KTM. 250SX. Okay. I've got a uh, gummy tire. You I've got. You that bad boy? I hair scramble it a little bit every now and then, but you know, most of the days I run around with the well, camera and I don't do any racing we, anymore. We just so. about, about got to run off the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah we did. So yeah, this guy was coming. What what is the setup? So you've got an 18 inch rear wheel. Yeah, I got an 18 on it. I've got um, I've changed the gearing. I think it's uh, 1350. Probably. 1352. Yeah. Oh, and well, uh, I'm running uh, tubeless. Okay. And I'm running gummies. And I've got hand guards, yeah, big tank. and I've got a, a giant enduro tank uh, <laughs> that so I don't. Yeah, can't that, pick the bike up. yeah. Well, I mean, I could pick it up because I saved all the weight in without <laughs> yeah, you know e having the e start and without having a battery. Uh, and I've got a 3D printed uh, fan bracket and a little you know lithium ion on there to kind of make it a little better. But man, it, unless I convert it over to Evans coolant or something like that, it's just. It's not really suited to ride with hot. you guys as much. So that's typically when the bike starts boiling over, when we go on our little trail rides at home, that's when I pull the camera out and film everybody else ahead of me and let my bike cool off and then uh, put the camera back in the bag and then you know go another 10 feet. Well, right. So let's tell everyone what your normal 
at these races mode of transportation is. What are you getting around on? Oh yeah, I, r I ride a uh, Sherco trials bike. I ride a 2010. Okay, what did what did Wade say about uh, your 2010? Well, you know, all the bikes I have, tidy. you guys have seen my other yep. bikes. I, I, I keep tidy. it pretty tidy. I yep. keep all my bikes are pretty tidy. I'm, I'm kind of a stickler about that. Like, I I like a bike to look as good as it performs. And, uh, you know, I keep, I keep the shirt going in as good a shape as I can. But, man, I've beat the crap out of that thing running around <laughs> all these races this year. And so we might be looking for a, a new trials bike by the end of the year. And, and maybe a replacement. My dad really wants my KTM, so I'm probably going to let him have it. And, uh look for something to uh hard enduro on so yeah i'm definitely looking for an e-start as uh one of the <laughs> main features on a hard enduro bike well speaking of wade and what he said about your tidy 2010 what's been our experience i mean from my perspective he's been as nice as can be very cordial in, very what very cordial. very cordial yeah to these races and you know he's seems to have been enjoying himself yeah. you guys agree? Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, I, I think that's the same for a lot of our top 10 finishers. You go through those rate, that those uh, that list that list there and the, the race results. And we've, we've had a lot of good experience with a lot of these uh, top guys. They're all super nice. They, when we go ride with them, they're, um, you know, just a lot of fun to be around. Um, probably. Laid back. Uh, yeah, they're all laid back and, and definitely wait for, for uh, you know, not really having any kind of prior relationship with us. He's, he's been super cool. Um, you know, I, I definitely would like to see him come overseas and, and race as much as he wants to over here. And we're definitely going to try to make sure that we do a good job covering that and, and continue to try to help these other race uh, promoters put on good good um, races so that we can, you know, try to draw in more names. And hopefully Wade's talking good stuff about it when he goes over overseas because, you know, he's got Romaniacs next weekend. And I think this weekend was just kind of like a – good little trail ride for him to practice and make sure that he was ready to go because they're not allowed to walk that course or see anything you know they just throw you right in there even if you could walk it i mean how do you cover that much ground i mean they're, they're covering 50 miles a day for three or four days is that yeah that that's insane deal? dude it's yeah. crazy it's like it's like the isde times erzberg it's, it's insanity but we, we um we also want to thank Sherco because Sherco is the title sponsor of our series. Yep. And, um, you know, Blake got to go experience the 2020 Sherco's, and uh, Wade wasn't actually over there yet when you were there. Oh, I got to ride with Mitch, though. Yeah, and, he came and, on Wednesday. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch was there on Wednesday with, yeah. with us and the Hard Neuro Outfitters, and, yeah. and Mitch is a solid rider. And it was fun to get to shred with somebody who's like, you know, can really put those bikes through a pace and, and get to see that. I'm sure Wade could too, but I didn't get a chance to, to ride with him on Thursday. So. All right. Yeah. Well, who's our other sponsor for the podcast? We probably need to talk about that too. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead, Drew. Well, after today, I think I'm going to need some uh, SRT off-road parts. <laughs> <laughs> my, my pipe might be destroyed. Um, my wheels don't look too good. I don't think so. work under shifter, too. Oh, yeah, they don't offer shifters, though. They don't have a shifter. No, they don't have shifters. Um, Craig, brake pads, start building a shifter, yeah, please. Yeah, we need a shifter. Yeah, well, so we've been through some brake pads. We've been through some pipes. I, but, I put uh, some new SRT brake pads on my bike this morning, and uh, they they did really, really they nice. They slowed you down? They did. Well, <laughs> down yeah, the hills. Maybe too much. So, but uh, I think the featured product needs to be SRT's wheels, complete wheels. They used to have just the rims, just the spokes, but now you can get a complete wheel set. Look a little better than Rocky Mountain's house brand Tusk, I believe. Um, it's a really pretty matte finish. Yeah. And who doesn't like a matte finish? Yeah. So they've got, now they've got, they had uh, silver rims, or excuse me, black rims, silver hubs. Now they've got black rims, orange hubs as well. So you guys go check out SRT Off-Road, and uh, they are a big part of uh, what we're doing here on the podcast. Heck yeah, so let's talk about what's coming up next. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, so I saw it on Rushy's uh, Facebook oh, yes. page, so we can go ahead and talk about it. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the West Coaster, Colton Haker, has confirmed that uh, he, he's going to be over at Battle of the Goats. We talked to Max Gearston about it today, and I think Max might have been given a little bit of a hard time uh, about, you know, hey, come support these races. 
So Colton's coming out. Uh, ben Kelly, he's also going to be down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tristan Hart. Tristan Hart. Tristan's coming down. Yeah, sick. Tristan out of Canada. So he did super good at, uh, where's it, Ayersburg? Ayersburg, yep. Yeah. 14th and overall. Did he do Enduro sticks and stones? Yeah, he did Enduro Fest. We covered that race, and he did super good there. He did sticks and stones. Was I think he was second in sticks and stones. Yeah. Yeah, in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so those guys, um, you know, Colton, Max, Tristan, they're obviously West Coast. Tristan being the West Coast of Canada, I think. Close enough. I mean, that's South huge. Them guys coming up across the country to, to race this little series, and then you know we have our regulars. Uh, plus, we have Ben Kelly's coming back, and yep. I'm pretty sure Liam Draper. Yep, so Liam Draper said he's in as well. Got, they only live about an hour from there, from Brushy Mountain. Yeah, they're in Hickory, North Carolina, oh, which is a little bit south. Home cooking. So there we go. That's good. Well, and Liam got second today. Yeah. So I, I was on talking a, on a bike that wasn't even his. He yeah. got it from Josh Toth. Yeah, right. Josh Toth's uh, 300 TPI bike. So we we were on the starting line for the main race, and I look over because I was right next to him. It's got the hour meter. It's got a little dust on it. I reach over and wipe the dust off. It's got 10.0 hours. Oh. And I look at him, and I'm like, dude, have you been riding? He goes, no, it's a freshie. Nice. So the. Uh, it was definitely a good time, man. It was a lot of fun. Well, and I, I was talking to Liam in the pits today about, you know, what is New Zealand's hard enduro scene like? And it sounded like, how many races? He said they, they, said they had like three. They have basically three hard enduros in New Zealand, which really, if you think about it, that'd be like having three hard enduros in freaking Rhode Island. I mean, New Zealand's a small country. Yeah. So... That's pretty good. That isn't. No, that's not bad at all. I, I think they only have like gnarly terrain over there. It's not a flat place. That's, that's true. For sure. So that's they, I don't think they can have like a fast hair scramble. Yeah, it's kind of like Hawaii. It's like, oh yeah, Very any, any race in Hawaii is going to be tough. Any race in New Zealand's got to be tough. Yeah. So the, that was Liam's second hard enduro in the U.S. I mean, yep. normally he's riding GNCC, so yep. he obviously has the fitness. And then last year at Battle of the Goats, I mean, he was running, like, second overall for a while on a big four-stroke. I think he eventually blew it up. But, anyways. Uh, battery died. That, well, blew it, blew it up sounds better, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. It blew the battery up. Woo! Battery exploded. So, hi right, guys. Thank you for listening. What do you think? Should we end it? You want to keep talking? Uh, We're not home yet. Who else is coming to Battle of the Goats? Everybody. Well, Quinn's coming for sure. Yeah, he finished third today. Third today. Yeah, that was Quinn. his best finish in the series this Hell year. Yeah, yeah. Besides, like, yeah, I'm stoked for him. Like, he, yep. he won um, Groundhog. He swept at Groundhog for sure. Yep. But that wasn't one of our series. Hopefully, we can get them in the yep. series for and next did, year. Hey, Adam McCluskey. Adam, get, get on AMA, AMA and let's get you some scoring and let's get all these guys. <laughs> to your race next year because that would be so sick yeah, they have all these guys awesome property he's got he's got the potential to put on a race that would that would fit right in with the rest of these things and i think everybody would really enjoy that property as much as they enjoy all these other races we've been Absolutely. to so and then nick farringer he yeah. I, I think he finished second in battle against last year possibly the last two years yep. so two-time defending silver medalist he'll be back nick's definitely a well, threat what, so, what about chuck Chuck Delula, I, I think Chuck last got fourth. year he, he got, got fourth. fourth. He yeah. should have been third, but Kyle Redman came in after one lap ahead of him. Kyle said, I'm done. My bike's overheating. Chuck went back out but never finished his second lap. So technically, Kyle Redman got third place in the check. And I think Mitch Carvel, Arizona, Grayson Gonzalez from Hawaii, yep. he's making the trip over. Oh, so. nice. Grayson's a freaking good rider. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's a he shredder. Would've, he would have been good today in all those little, like, trialsy sections. I yeah, all the trials, slick stuff. That's basically Hawaii features. Like, that's, right. that's all it is over there. It's just gnarly cinder hills and slick, no traction. So, I'm sure most people know that there has been an anonymous donor that has donated $5,000 in honor of Mark Overturf, who is, you know, he's, he's upstairs looking down on us now. Hopefully he's proud of what we're doing. But Mark was a just a great shredder that eventually lost his battle to cancer. But anyways, this donor has donated five grand for the purse at, um, oh, what's goats. it called? Battle of Goats. 
And so, so the top ten, yeah, top ten gets an extra five hundred bucks. So whoever wins gets the normal person plus five hundred bucks. If you get tenth place, you walk away with five hundred bucks cash. I mean, that's hard to beat. I mean, and hopefully that will keep drawing more people in. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody else has paid out that far down the, the podium yet, have they? No, but I think that uh, Tough Like Roar has had the biggest purse so far. It's it's not the biggest off road purse in the country, according to Aaron Kudla, but it was very close. So I think they were sixteen thousand three hundred dollars in purse money. That's so, yeah, but I mean, like even you know, for a lot of these guys that are top ten finishers, five hundred bucks to be back in your pocket, and most of the times. You know, out of out of the oh. top podium, you're not seeing anything. It's just for fun. You're out there yeah. doing it because you love it, and to have a little bit of kickback just for for doing that, that donor uh, stepping up and doing that for those guys is huge. So yeah, absolutely. that's definitely cool. I, I absolutely. Think if, if I had five hundred dollars cash from that race, or you know, from any race, yeah. I'd, I'd be going on to SRT.com <laughs> and ordering pipes, brake pads, and levers immediately. Oh, yeah. lots of them. Yep. That's probably a pretty good call. It's a good way to spend that money. No, oh, absolutely. So, Battle of the Goats is next. After Battle of the Goats, two weeks later, what we got? TKO. Yep. T- TKO is not in the American Hard Road series, but we're going to be there. Well, yeah. and, and one thing to tell everyone, so TKO, if you are going and you are primitive camping, you need to call them, let them know yep. so you can get a campsite. Yeah. So, you got you to gotta get on that as early as possible yep. uh, if you want good camping. And you guys want talk about kind of maybe where where that is and and what's going on with with tko and hopefully you know maybe the future of that we touch on that because i think a lot of people are confused as far as like you know the five race series we we are five races on the east coast yep. we're Rev we're Lever. yeah and, and well, we the Rev Lever Lever the being the the furthest west but you know we we could only get sanctioning uh for for these five races because of you know Everybody wants to start a, a series, and nobody ever wants to put enough effort into it. And so, you know, Will and Drew have, have done all that side of everything. You know, it, it, that that's really where all this came together is that they're really working with these promoters and, and the AMA to make sure that, you know, hopefully at the end of this season and next season it comes together where we have more races and, and some of these bigger name sponsors want to start paying out, you know, for, for a series at the end of it and and maybe at some point Hard Enduro has contendency you know with with some of these larger well, brands and bigger payouts come and, on KTM yeah, come on it, it boils yeah. down to we're building right like we this year hopefully is the first step in the building process of getting a series right and, and, and that's kind of why you know we need to talk a little bit about where where TKO stands with that is because they're under contract and and so they they're locked into what they do they they can't join our series but you know that's kind of like the grandfather of this entire movement I feel like is, is that's where everybody kind of got addicted to this harder technical stuff and and like they started you know, they started they started that whole vibe and so like you know this is where everybody else is stepping up and saying hey we want more of this we want more of these races we want more of these sponsors to get involved we want to do more of this stuff and and the amateur guys that are coming out and doing this and just absolutely we were there what two hours after you got back to the pits and there were still guys coming across the enduro cross section over there at uh at bad medicine and these guys you know, you could see in their eyes they were absolutely dead, but you know they were still moving, and and that's kind of how I was at TKO. It's like, dude, I just want to make angry. it back. You were angry. So I was so angry. mad. But I like, said, Blake, you should take the high line. I know that. Yeah, I know that, dude. I can't, I just couldn't so, even think. I was so mad. I I didn't want to kickstart anymore. There and, uh, it's all about and, the kickstart. Yeah, you know, hey, it's but you, definitely did you have tubeless? I did have a tubeless, no, but I don't gummy. think. It, but see, the thing is, is I don't think I was running the right tire. I, I was running, let's say, an off-brand tire company that maybe we shouldn't necessarily talk about. Is it know. the G? I, well, it's a subset of that whole group. Oh, it starts with an S. Yeah, it's okay. it's not the G one. It's the Never S one. one. We don't want to get in There's a local guy, you know, he hooked me up with a good tire wow. in town. And so, okay. you know, I, I try to support as many of the local dealerships as I can whenever somebody's got something on the shelf. And I can go and get it. Um, I try to do that. So I picked up that tire, and I probably had way too much air in it, and I probably, you know, did a lot of things wrong. I started on row thirty-five. 
36 or 30, 37 there. So, I mean, it, it was absolutely... A, a uphill Swamp was just absolutely chaos when I got there because that, there were that bikes. That is where I saw you. And you yeah, and it was happy. raining. It, yeah, it, it, it was, had not it rained the day before, and I had been training for, you know, a while, and I went and rode the practice loop on the Friday, and I was like, dude, I'm going to kill this. This is so awesome. My bike's hooking up everywhere. I'm just so pumped for Saturday. And then as soon as we started, it poured. It absolutely poured. And there was a hundred guys on every hill. I felt like every time I came around a hard section, there was somebody already stuck there and I just wasn't going to make it up there. So, you know, hopefully that changes. Uh, But, you know, this year I'm probably just going to do the filming for you guys, try to help get this thing off the ground so that we, we have a full season next year. And then, you know, if American Hard Enduro, we sell enough t-shirts and we get enough sponsors, then I can put the camera down and I can tell other people where to go with a camera and stand there. And then maybe I'll get a chance to do some riding on a bike that is set up for this stuff. And I'll, well, and I'll make that move. But I've, I've done some money. Hopefully a shirt cam- Yeah, hopefully a shirt goes. I put a lot of money into camera gear and some other things for us to kind of make this happen this year. So I'm just kind of chilling. The racing's always going to be there for me. I've grown up around it. it it's, you know, it's not something I'm super it, like in a rush to get back on the on the bike to to try to prove anything in the in the C class. So, <laughs> well, you've been like, doing an amazing job behind the behind yeah. the lens. So, and I feel we, like I we spent, have a lot. I spent a lot of time on my trials bike this past year or two, and that's really stepped up my game as well. So, I took a ten year hiatus, and then bought another trials bike started riding with you guys and and i can tell my riding's getting better so hopefully i'll i'll hit a couple of these races next year all right so the only thing we got left to mention after that after tko is our series finale yeah and september 1st at the saddleback motorsports park complex complex it's, it's saddleback east Oh, yeah, Saddleback. Oh, yeah, that's where yeah. you were for yeah, a yeah. Okay. And, and so that place is awesome. It's yeah. northeast cool. of Louisville, Kentucky. So, yeah. yep. Yeah, look. Yep. It's Shelbyville. It's halfway between Louisville and uh, Lexington. Lexington. But due so, north of Shelbyville. Yeah, it's on 64 so. between the two. So that'll be the Saddleback Extreme, and we're going to do our year-end awards, everything there, and it's uh, Labor Day weekend. So it's actually a Sunday race, but hopefully everyone will hang out after the race because most people are off on Monday for Labor Day. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Battle of the Goats is on a Saturday, so oh yeah, tell plan, everyone plan for that Saturday Sid, only. Sid, La- Sid Lambert, Sid, we we did that just for you. Yeah, yeah. just kidding. Moved the yeah. whole race just for Sid Lambert. Saturday, Tyler did that, not not me and Drew. No. We had nothing to do with it. Way no. to go, Tyler. We love you, Tyler. We're excited. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Cut All right, it. cool. All right. All right, later, guys. We'll see you at the next race. All right, Peace. Man, see you guys. Thanks for everything.